This episode, we want to really uh, have a chat about the concept that this overarching concept that we talk about when we're getting messages out to the community, you first and foremost need to be great at what you do. This is having a it's, product that's worth marketing. It's yeah, exactly. This exactly. Is, you know, if you're going to be an influencer in your community, then you know we need to be backing it up. This world is full of people over-promising and under-delivering. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. We're leading a healthcare revolution by showing natural health and fitness experts how to become community influencers so they can build profitable, predictable, and enjoyable practices. Each week, we share simple, easily actionable expert branding and heart-centered marketing strategies so you can flood your practice with high-quality patients, building a healthier and happier community. And now your hosts, Angus Pike and Tony Rose. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Tony and Angus here. We're very excited to bring this episode to you. Um, g'day. G'day, buddy. We're talking today about being great, great. awesome, magnificent, world-class, even mm. as something that we kind of talk about yep. um, as, as well. And it's something that whenever we're having marketing conversations, there's something really excited about or exciting about the concept of bringing in new business. Uh, and bringing new business is awesome. We love doing it here at Audio Media. We love doing it with our chiropractic practices as well. Uh, I want you to think of your practice a bit like a bucket, though, and we want to be filling the bucket up. And if the bucket is full of holes, then sadly, uh, it's going to be uh, a pointless process in terms mm-hmm. of filling. In fact, I think it's going to be even one step worse. It's not going to do great for your branding, is it? No. When the messages get out there and go, why would you go and see... Uh, Dr. Tony, well, you know, he's not really all that good, yeah. um, didn't help me, wasn't confident, etc., etc. They're not going to send anyone else in. They're not going to be your uh, number one referrers, that's for sure. So this episode, we want to really um, have a chat about the concept that this overarching concept that we talk about, when we're getting messages out to the community, you first and foremost need to be great at what you do. This is having a it's, product that's worth marketing. It's Yeah, exactly. This exactly. Is, you know, if you're going to be an influencer in your community, then, you know, we need to be backing it up. This world is full of people over-promising and under-delivering. And we want to talk about what does it take the opposite? Because sometimes that can be paralyzing too. I see this with new grads who don't have any confidence to get out in there in the world and, and, and make a difference as well. Mm. So this is part of, you haven't seen um, our six practice multipliers um, somewhere on the show notes, there'll be a link there. Um, I, we've put together a whole kind of uh, uh, report where we go through these. How do we make the most of social and digital marketing? Um, we talk our way through. In fact, there's an episode where we talked mm. about all six of them. Anyway. Yeah, I'll link, I'll link to it in the show notes. In the, in the show notes as well. So practice multiplier number one is, you know, you need to be great. It's not, it's not okay to just be okay or good, but really it is about being great. And I put together um, a list of questions, um, and we'll dive into it. Should we list yeah, them all out? Yeah, let's list them all out, and then we so, can go through them. So there's kind of six questions there that might be a little, you know, am I, do I come under the umbrella of great mm. um, as, as well as it's subjective? So the first one is, is this, is that would you choose you as your practitioner? Like if you had a problem, like would you be the person that, like, yeah, man, I just, uh, I wish... I wish I could adjust me if you're a chiropractor. Mm. I wish, you know, what if I was a Chinese med practitioner or naturopath? I wish I had me assessing me mm. and helping to give me guidance. It's a really good spot yeah. to start. It is. And, it's, and it's, there's 
lots of different points under that, isn't there? We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, too. Question number two would be, how certain are you that you can get a result with the patients that are coming in to see you? So people that are within your niche, whatever that is, how confident mm. are you that when, when someone's coming into you, are you licking your lips, rubbing your hands together saying, I can't wait to get started with that, uh, uh, that person? Number three. Mm. Number three is, have you done any following education or any uh, upskilling in the last 12 months? What have you done? Yeah, and not because not you put a good point about this when we were preparing this as well. Not because you've had to, yes. but because you've chosen to do something. You've actually uh, seeked out something that was of interest to you that you knew that was going to make things different for you as, as, mm. as well. In the last 30 days, have you read a book? Have you listened to a podcast or an audio book where the focus of that content is all about making you be a better practitioner? Mm. How to get better results with your patients, not... Yeah. A lot of other podcasts that you could be listening to. Yeah, we all like other podcasts. Mm. I like to listen to the Richmond Football Club one. Uh, I feel like it makes me a better human being, but perhaps not a better practitioner as, as well. So last 30 days, have you listened to or read some form of content that's all about making you a better practitioner? Mm. Have you made, next question, have you made any changes to your practice, the physical aspects of your practice, or maybe procedural, uh, that's made you uh, have a better offering, better service, or better outcomes for your patients? Yeah, great. And the final point here, too, and we'll talk about this in greater detail towards the end as we work our way through this, is, you know, if you had a break in the last six months, like if you've taken some time off. So if you answered no to any of those questions, then I think there's room for you to be better. There's room for you to be great. Um, and the best steps for you to be attracting new people into your practice is not about actually going out and advertising on social media and Facebook and Instagram and doing all those fancy things there. The best spot for you to start is inside first. I mean, for those of you that don't know what ADIO stands for, what does ADIO stand for? Above, down, inside, out. And quickly, what does that mean? It means that everything comes, health comes from above, down, inside, out. It's, it's a, uh, a way of living our life knowing that it's, it's what's inside us. It's, it's who we are. Uh, it's who we're being, not what we're doing. And that comes through everything then that we uh, that we do. So yeah. we like to live that principle through marketing. We like to live it through how we live our life, and obviously as a as a chiropractic principle as well. But uh, yeah, from the inside out. Great. So let's let's talk our way through all of those. So our, our first sign that perhaps you're not as good as what you ought to be is if you answered, you know what, no, I, I'm. I'm I, I wouldn't be happy seeing me. Um, and if you, yeah. uh, some of this, uh, there's a level of real authenticity mm. that's going to be needed as you're answering these questions too. And then ask why. Like, why am I not? Uh, the, the quality of our life is in relationship to the quality of the question that we ask. And when we're not asking good quality questions, then often we don't get a good quality outcome. So we ask this question, look, would you be happy seeing you? And then if you said, well, you know, no, I'm not. Why that? You know, I'm not confident with my adjusting if I'm a chiropractor. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't have great tables to work from. My equipment's not good. You know, whatever the answer is, but sit and be present with that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would break it down um, even into a bit more minutia of, you know, would I... Would I uh, choose my level of compassion that I have with yes. patients as my care uh, practitioner? Would I, would I choose my level of certainty? Would I choose my level of uh, technical skill and know-how? Would I choose my level of presentation, how I look and feel? Would I choose, you know, break it down into each of those characteristics. And 
I think for a lot of people, it can be pretty confronting to say, well, no, my compassion kind of sucks because I don't mm. talk to people about what's going on or, mm. you know, or my level, of, my level of confidence is not great because I haven't studied enough or maybe I'm just a new grad and I need to upskill and, you know, we'll get into that. But um, break it down. You know, a way to even think about it might be this. Imagine there was a loved one of yours who got sick sick within a, the paradigm that you actually help with, okay? I'm not talking about kind of broken leg or, or whatnot, but something that you normally deal with. Like, are you saying to them, come and see me because mm. I'm going to be the one or you're like, oh, you know what, you really need to go and see Tony. Tony's the one that's amazing with this kind of stuff. You're having some digestive problems. Man, he's just the best with I've seen his adjustments. He's understanding nutrition. It's great. So, again, we, this is not – I want to touch on this point here because this is not about us being great at everything. You know, when we try to be a master of everything, we end up being, you know, mm. a jack of all trades, master of, of none. So we're not suggesting at all. But but you know what? Yeah, but if you if you've chosen an if you've chosen an audience and you say, I, I want to look after these people, mm. thirty-five to forty-year-old females with headaches, mm. then you've got to be bloody great yeah. at looking after thirty-five to forty-five-year-old females with headaches. Yes. Not sixty-year-old men. Yeah. Okay, you can be pretty good at that, and you want to be good at that, but. These ones, you've got to be great. Yeah, and that leads us into that next point there too, which is this, how certain are you that you can help them? Yeah. You know, if that person in front of you is going to follow through with the recommendations that you're going to give them step by step by step. Now, we understand that when it comes to healthcare, there's no guarantees. Every human being is, is, is different. Mm. But, you know, all things being even, if that person is going to follow your recommendations, how, how confident are you? Again, that I said <laughs> before, you know, are you rubbing your hands together and saying, let's get started? Like, I, I had a patient in this morning, I practiced, who came in with, uh, I mean, he's got a cervical disc, you know, so the whole kind of thing going on there too. And not my favorite thing to look after, but it was interesting because I had this sense of, you know what, you're in the right place, dude. Like there was like, mm. you know, and quite not well, whether it's surprising or not, you know, he came in barely able to hold his arm and left with it. You know, and there was one, and I kind of mm. said to him, this is going to take time too, but it was almost like, wow, you got too good a result from that first adjustment. But, you know, we have those times when we feel confident, when we feel certain in around that too. And, you know, that saying that when we're on fire, people will come from miles to watch us burn. That there is, and not that I'm a huge uh, proponent of woo-woo but you know what when we're loving what we're doing when we're in the space watch people come to you mm. watch the internal referrals that, that you will have come you won't need to be doing stuff outside when you have that what we often refer to your parker principles of present time consciousness um, as well so mm. that you know certainty is, is as well so continuing education yeah, so I, and it comes into that certainty, doesn't it? Sometimes we just need to yeah. be educating ourselves better to say, okay, 35 to 45-year-old women with headaches, what do I need to know that I don't know now? What, what do I need to upskill in to have that certainty and that confidence so that you have what Angus had and go, you know what, you're in the right place. I've yeah. got this toolkit here that is going to help you no end. Because I know what your problems are. I know the, the, the challenges that you face as a 30, 40-year-old female with headaches. And I've got the solutions to those. Mm. And you so know, what do you need to do? Yeah. In this case here, it was interesting. I went back. You go, it's a confidence of being able to do a good examination and tick off with this guy. Like, you know, in my case, there are some stages where I get beyond my expertise to manage. I go, dude, you need emergency care. But, but so having the skills and the confidence, and that goes back to 20 years ago of, you know, but... You're right. We need to. I, I, I noticed even, you know, Dan Murphy last year 
when every time I get to have time around Dan Murphy and I do some continuing education, I learn some new things that reinforce to me my value as a chiropractor and I come back into practice the next week. My level of certainty is up there too and it makes, you know, that level of, there are some intangibles that go on in any doctor mm. patient relationship, and one of them is the you know level of certainty there as, as well. But I, I want to touch on at a point too. If you're doing continuing education just because you have to, then you're missing the point. You know, there, nowadays there's access to so many different trainings and courses and online. And okay, you might have to get your hours up, and maybe this doesn't give you formal hours. That's not a reason not to be doing it though. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we, yeah. we need to make sure that, that we are putting time in. And, you know, I, I know I hear lots of different practitioners bitch and whinge and complain about, oh, man, I've got to do 12 hours of continuing education. I'm like, really, that's all you have to do? It's almost embarrassing mm. that that's all that we have to do. And we talk about other ways in a moment that you can be getting in your, your, your continuing education because there are formal and informal hours. But find out what you need. We know when you answer that question back at number one, or uh, you know, why am I not happy coming to see me? That might guide you towards what formal learning that you need to do as well. It's exactly right. Those answers at number one will give you where you need to go and what you need to upskill in. And as you say, there's just it's everywhere. Mm. And every weekend there's a seminar, even here in Australia, yes. let alone anywhere else in the world that you might be listening to this. So get to it and um, upskill. Next one all is all about, you know, what books have you read? What podcasts have you listened to? And again, these answers are number one will guide you as to what areas. Is it you need to be a more compassionate human being because you're a prick? Or is it, <laughs> oh, no, you're not a prick, of course. But is it, is it that you need to have a technical skills? Well, there's podcasts, there's books, there's texts on that. Um, there's online trainings. There's all sorts of stuff. But when, what have you done? What are you listening to when you're toing and froing from work to the from home to the office? What are you listening to mm-hmm. when you're going for a run? What are you listening to uh, when you're going to, to bed at night? What's your book that you're reading? Yeah, how are you becoming great? I'm listening to a lot of Paul Check stuff at the moment. So uh, Paul Check, as fitness exercise fizz type sort of background, there he was the guy really responsible for you know getting us all using Swiss balls, fit balls, whatever you want to call them there too. Um, and he has a series recently on kind of evolve yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, um, but stunning stuff and really helped me as a chiropractor too. Some principles inside of there too that, you know, this is fueling me to be a better carer of mm. people. You know, we've put in there in terms of, you know, what have you done the last 30 days? But really, like imagine somebody that's great, like, like think about it. Somebody that's great, they're probably doing this on a weekly basis. So we've been very generous. Probably daily, buddy. Yeah, you're right. You know? Do you know what was so interesting? On Netflix at the moment is this special on street food. And um, over in Thailand, it was talking about a woman who was a seamstress, caught on fire, lost all her sewing equipment, all those kind of things there too, and her mother was cooking. And she thought, I reckon I can kind of do this. And she cooked a little bit, couldn't do it. And then she said, all of a sudden then, I became obsessed she said it was all I did every day. And, and, and that, like, when it's no wonder that this, she's now, I mean, she's, it's street food, but she has a Michelin star. So she's um, now got a, a whole um, Netflix series. Well, no, one episode was about her, oh, all okay, these different food. It. But this woman, I, I've seen her on other bits and pieces there as well. She still is the only one that cooks all the food in there. She's 72 or three, cooks with like ski goggles on, like a real character. <laughs> But it's no wonder because that's all she thinks. She just about. immersed herself she, in the learning. Yeah, she's. It was. I think it was in Sean Dill's book I was reading recently. 
there's this tendency for us to want to all have these side hustles. You know, yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk yeah, talks yeah, about yeah. a side hustle. Like, I don't know that I really want my chiropractor to have a side hustle. Not really. Like, I want my chiropractor obsessed about chiropractic. It doesn't mean that she can't have a life outside of there. But, you know, where's, where's your love? And it's a challenge um, in keeping on top of all of that too. So, in essence, what are you doing on a weekly basis to make your better chiropractor? We'll give you some more tips at this at the end in terms of some things that you can do with regards to how you get onto this too. Yeah. Um, yeah, this next one you brought up, which is really interesting because if we are great, you know, I think we're going to have an eye for detail about the service that we are providing and not just when the person's sitting in our consult room or when the, our hands are on people, but what's the experience that they have when they come and see you from the first phone call to what your sign looks like? Is, is, are your signs faded out the front? Mm. Does it look crap? There is a chiropractic practice on my way home to my house Multiple times a week I go past this and I'm embarrassed looking at it. The grass is overgrown, the sign is graffitied and faded. It just looks like a, well, no, it looks yeah. worse than a, you know, whatever you could imagine. Yeah. And um, what's it putting out as your, as your branding? But then when someone comes into the office, is the, painting fr- is the paint fresh? Are there scuff marks everywhere? Are the posters from 1982? Uh, you know, how do, what's the experience? Mm. Therefore, what do people expect from you? Yeah. And it's got to match. I, I found a bunch of old magazines on my coffee table at the front here too. I went, how did they, I don't even understand how they got there. They were kind of junk maily type sort of things and then somehow they got onto my front there, you know, and then we like to have some nice magazines, the Vogue, for instance, but I, go, I don't need the episode, the episode, the volume from 12, 18 months ago. Mm. Like, get, get rid of those. And again, when we put this energy back into our practice... Uh, you know, so have you, you know, have it's you made a changes? Thing, isn't it? Yeah, like being proud of it. Yep, and little changes along the way. This doesn't mean you have to set up your practice and it look like you know the Versace hotel, but clean and fresh. And then as you have changes that go along the way, that's something that kind of well, patients get excited I mean, about. If you're watching the video of this episode now, you'll see behind us is this wall. I mean, Angus and I cranked that out in a couple in a few hours, mm. and it just totally changed the vibe of the room, didn't it? This is one of the adjusting rooms yeah. uh, that we're in at the moment. But it actually changed more than that, because as you look into it from one of our opening adjusting areas, it changed the yeah. whole feel of that right from out there as well. So, yeah. you know, a couple hundred bucks invested, two hours of work, um, and, and a whole... So these are the kind of things that, you know, every couple of years at least, and yeah, again, maybe even less oh. than that that we're looking at too. So okay, yeah, someone who's great would be doing it con- almost consistently. Yeah. Little thing, little thing, little thing. Yep. Our last point here that we've popped in there too is all about, you know, have you had a break in the last six months? You know, have you taken some time off to revitalize, to re-energize? Because one of the reasons, you know, if we're burnt out, if we're tired, that can simply be what's underneath the fact that I'm not certain anymore. You know, would you like to come and see you? No, because I'm freaking tired. Who's guilty of that? Yeah, yes. Me. Yeah. So Tony, Tony's not great at having holidays. I'm pretty good at it, actually. So, uh, yeah, a lot better uh, than me. Yeah. So, you know, taking a break, it, it, you know, so you are excited to be there. Otherwise, we end up resentful. And that can look like, you know, lots of different bits and pieces as, as, as can, well. It can. And it, and it can simply look just being a little bit distant, can't yeah. it? You know, oh, I won't go in half an hour before the shift starts. I'll go in 15 minutes. Mm. Or, oh, look, we'll just miss this week's staff training because we had one last week. You know, it just it shows up in little different ways in practice, depending on your personality, etc. But don't let it get to that point. I think I'm going to take a leaf out of that book and uh, 
booking a holiday. Yeah, and be, that, that's all this level of presence. You know, when we're feeling energetic, our ability, you know, if it's a long shift that many of us are, are having, you know, if you've got six hours of adjusting, like I did this morning at two, I, I know I want to be as good at hour six as I was at hour one with regards to their two. So mm. we've got, um, uh, I don't want to say the word prescription because I'm not into prescriptions, but we've got some advice for you. So, you know, how do I, if you've answered yes to these, you know, how would I kind of move forwards from there too? You know, if you're not happy seeing you, what are those questions? How do we go about asking where, where is that? And it might be as simple as this, this would help with a certainty too. Like, is there a practitioner you know that who you would be happy to go and see? Ask them if you can go on and do some obs with them. You know, spend time. Take them out for lunch. Yeah, hanging out with people that are great. And, and maybe they're not happy having you in in patient time, but can you spend time with them and let that kind of greatness rub off um, as well, it's a great way to mm. you know to, to do that as 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 well. Continuing education, we talked about that before. Please, please find continuing education that's relevant for you. There was a time here, certainly in Australia, where the continuing edu- education was, you know, as a chiropractor, uh, appalling. Uh, yeah, you know, find out about sunspots, um, you know, elbows, stuff that just wasn't clinically relevant to what my area of passion and practice was. Um, as well, but that's not the case now. And if it is the case for you, then as Tony mentioned beforehand, you know, there's plenty of courses online that you can get now. And then it leads into this next point in terms of, you know, get some podcasts, yeah. read a book, read some books, find some titles, just you jump on Booktopia or Amazon or wherever and just buy five books that are relevant to the people you're looking after that will upskill you and give you a different perspective, new perspective, fresh perspective. Um, and uh, jump on a couple of podcasts. It might only be a couple of episodes a week that you need to get through, and you'll be amazed at the difference that'll make to you. Yeah, great. If you haven't made any changes to your practice in the last two years, then get on with it. A lick of paint doesn't mean you have to spend money, time. You know, I, we often say that you invest one of two things in life, either time or money. So, you know, if you don't have the money at the moment because you're new in practice, what is going, invest some time in there, get some different magazines, lick a paint some on a blackboard wall. paint, make a blackboard. Yeah, all these kind of things that Whatever. you can do that, that really make a difference from that too. And then our final one, as Tony said before, look, if you haven't had a break in the last six months, then take a holiday, take some time away, re-energize, revitalize. Sometimes, you know, the idea of absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, that's as true for relationships as it is for our practice as well. So, buddy, that's our ingredients for... That's it. How to be great. Practice magnifier number one. Number one. If you want the handout that goes along with this, then the, the link will be down below. Um, jump on adiomedia.com forward slash podcast for any other, all the other episodes. And over and out. Yeah. And if you haven't already uh, subscribed, uh, then please go and do that too. Yeah. And if you could um, head on over there and give us a, a rating, yep. um, some comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think as and, well. And also on that, if, if upscaling is something that you do want to do, then don't forget about Community Influencer Live. We've got then a, uh, a, a great two-day event coming up in August in Melbourne. August 24, 25, we've got some amazing speakers uh, and, uh, to upskill you in this area of uh, digital marketing, personal branding, and it's going to be a hoot. So, yeah. So, uh, adiomedia.com forward slash live. Yep, you'll find out all about that. Um, uh, that's it. All right. Next time. Later. See you, gang. Bye.